Welcome to Crazy Simple. I'm your co-host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. And I am Lori Van. And we're two therapists in Texas. Life is complicated. We're here to try to make it a bit more simple because sometimes the solution to our problems is crazy simple. So relax, have a laugh, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Crazy Simple. I'm your host, co-host. I always do it. I always mess that up, don't I, Lori? I'm your co-host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. And I am Lori Van. So, you know, I run an, I run another podcast. This, I think, is like the third time I've done this now, so I need to stop doing that. Or I just start and I say, I'm your host, so I go into autopilot. Anyways, I apologize to everybody. Um... Also, my life is kind of falling apart right now, and we'll talk about that in the next episode, because today we want to talk about, what are we talking about today, Lori? Well, in the spirit of Halloween, things that go bump in the night, that are scary, fears, phobias, all things creepy. I love it. I love it. Do you know know what my biggest fear is? Well, you had mentioned it, but you might want to share it with the audience. Uh, is, Is, you know, that nobody loves me. Probably that I just, that I'll just die alone. You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not, that's not, that's a little too dark though. Uh, but my, but my life is like totally falling apart. Um, anyways, uh, my biggest fear uh, is spiders. I don't like spiders. I don't know if I have arachnophobia. I don't, I don't know that I would go that far. Like, I don't have like this, like, like if I see a spider, I won't become like paralyzed. Right. Um, I don't I don't enjoy the experience. I'm not happy about it. Um, you know, I don't know that we can coexist. Um, like, I know that they do like they have a job that they do. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand what it is. And I think other bugs could do that job just fine. Um, yeah, I really don't see a function for them. Why do we need them? Well, they they do have a function. There's like a whole hierarchy in the insect world. So the depending on the size of the spider, it eats other bugs. So there's that part. And then other animals eat the spiders for nutrition. So it all works in that hierarchy. And you probably would have enjoyed the video as much as I did, where someone has a pet, like big old lizard, like super biggie lizard. And it just walks around the house, which, you know, if I had a lizard that big, I probably would let it do its own thing as well. And somehow it had, there is a tarantula in the house, which right there, it's, I think I'm moving out. I'm out. Uh, I'm done. That's not happening. Burn but the house the, down. You, Just burn it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the lizard comes up to the tarantula and goes, and just eats it. And it's like, that was satisfying. That's like, and, lizard just and I remember. It. Yeah, just eats it. And I remember you know, texting my husband going, I think we should maybe look into having a lizard. Okay, I'm getting a lizard now. That's done. That is done. I'm now getting a lizard. Wow. I don't know that I could handle that. That would be... Whew, that would be a lot. Yeah, I, I can't live in the desert because I know that's where they live visiting australia i'm mm-hmm, a little bit nervous mm-hmm. about that because they have some crazy stuff down there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like some of those yeah. spiders 
Yeah, let's talk. Eat let's not alive. talk about spiders anymore. Let's just not. Let's not talk about spiders. Let's talk about something else. What are you afraid of? There are several things I have actively worked on throughout the years. So, from childhood, probably up to young adulthood, mid, even mid adulthood, the like people getting physically ill in front of me. It's like could not handle that. And so had the flooding exercise where I had to take care of a family member that was getting physically ill. Mm. And it was one of those, okay, in my mind, I'm like, you're an adult and you've got to suck this up because this is part of adulthood and being a caregiver and deal. So, you know, I've, I've made progress in that realm. It's still not my favorite thing. I don't know if it's anyone's favorite thing to see, but oh, I've sure come is. a long way with that phobia. Oh, well, that's good. Good job. So uh, today we're talking about phobias and fear. So uh, let's say today we're going to try to figure out if you have a phobia or a fear. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, that there are, there's different degrees of of stress with it. And I think sometimes we may use some of that clinical terminology incorrectly, and so we create anything that gives us a little discomfort. We go, "Oh, it's a fear," or, or "It's a phobia." And it's like, well, no, maybe it's just really unpleasant for you, but it's not interfering with your life. So, what are like some of the fears that you've interacted with? Um... Uh, in your clinical practice? Because I assess for it during my intake process. Uh, and I always say what's something that just, you know, creates a lot of anxiety or something that just super freaks you out, or maybe even, you know, you'd say is a, a phobia. And bugs is definitely up there. Like it, bugs is is probably the most common one I come across. And um, people that deal with social anxiety disorder, then, you know, public speaking or being any kind of center of attention is going to be a big thing for them. But the other things that you would think you would come across, like the claustrophobia, I don't come across it that often or the whole clown thing, because a couple of years ago, the clowns were being super freaky and people dressing up like them. Oh, right. Yeah, right. stuff. I really don't get clowns that often. So what is the fear of clowns? The I fear do of clowns. not know the Latin term. Cholrophobia. Cholrophobia. Or the fear of clowns. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've worked, I've seen, I've worked with a fair amount of agoraphobics. Um you know, in, in my practice, uh, time to time, um, I, I do see bugs every once in a while. Um, but, uh, uh, I think the, the most interesting one I've come across is setophobia, setophobia. Now, setophobia is technically the fear of large water animals. Uh, so, you know, like the Leviathan from the Bible or like the whale from Moby Dick. Like setophobia, this person was really had this big fear of whales, and so you, you think about that, and I'm like, I mean, like whales aren't really that scary. Like, 
how, where did that fear come from? Like, how do we, how mm-hmm. do we develop such a, a bizarre fear? And, um, and for him, it was actually watching Moby Dick. No, no, I'm sorry, not Moby Dick. Uh, Pinocchio. Watching Pinocchio as a young child. Because, uh, you know, Pinocchio gets sucked in by the whale. And that mm-hmm. scene was just really traumatic for him. He was very young when he watched it. And so it's just kind of had this sort of like uh, core fear memory that developed, um, you know, and stored in his in his core memory, uh, you know, in his amygdala. And, and just sort of like kind of stayed there forever. And so... So now anytime he's in a swimming pool, like, you know, he will, um, like, he'll get this sense of panic that there's this giant whale, like, in the swimming pool, you know, or, uh, or um, like, going into the ocean, just not going into the ocean, uh, you know, going even to, like, SeaWorld or something, it's just not, not something he is very interested in. Now, I think cetophobia is, like, probably an easy fear to manage i think you know we don't like we don't live under the sea you know we're not in the little mermaid so i think like that's okay um so i guess it's probably like a softball kind of phobia i mean it was really traumatizing for him like so i don't want to diminish that at all that was really tough but um you know i I just found that one to be so very interesting so it it is because people develop those things, as you said, they store them in their memory. And oftentimes they don't even remember where it comes from. They just know they have this sensitivity, but mm-hmm. it's, he, he's not alone on the pool thing of having that anxiety of, is there an animal in the pool? Because that was, it, I don't think it was a phobia because it never stopped me from really going into a pool, but probably saw Jaws at a little bit too mm-hmm. young of mm-hmm. an age. So pool sharks were, it's like, there's the rational part of me as a child. I'm like, I know that's impossible because it's chlorinated water and they live in the ocean. But the like other fear part of my brain's like, but but what if something did, you know, get you in the pool and like took you out? And so I wouldn't go into a pool by myself, which actually is probably a really smart idea when you're a child. Um, but yeah, and I've come across other people that have similar kind of like, that Mm -hmm. concern of something the pool's going to get them. Yeah. You know, I love that, that idea that you just brought up of this sort of fear that we kind of create. Uh, it's a really interesting thought that sort of worry lives in the future. So we're sort of like fearing this, like, what if there was this thing in there, what would happen to us? Um, and, you know, I was listening to a really interesting um, speech by Jim Carrey recently, and he talks about how our eyes are projectors, not so much lenses. I mean, they're definitely lenses uh, pulling in information, but they also worked as projectors projecting this fear and anxiety that we kind of narrate in our own mind uh, over top of the image. So the image might be this really nice swimming pool, and you're projecting this irrational fear that there is some giant guppy waiting to eat you, you know, in the swimming pool. Right. Uh, so what do you think is the difference? Like what's the core difference between a phobia and just like, just afraid of something? I mean, I think there's with anxiety as a whole and stress, it's like, there's this whole hierarchy move up. So 
it first you have to differentiate is it just uncomfortable for you like is mm-hmm. it a mild discomfort or is it a major discomfort or is it when we talk phobias it's the I am super actively avoiding this because even the thought of being exposed to it mm-hmm. raises the heart rate. And yeah. you know, with phobias, I mean, it interferes in daily life or it creates great anxiety to the point of maybe even going to panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I think one of the easiest ways to look at it is, is it stopping you from doing something you want to do? Is this like this fear? this thought stopping you from doing something that you want to do. And, and um, kind of one of the ways I look at it is, so I'm from Florida and in Florida, we have these giant, massively huge spiders. Uh, they're called banana spiders. They're real. You can look it up. Don't, don't show me mm-hmm. photos of them. I don't want to see it. Anyway. So I was playing paintball in the woods with my friends uh, and I ran through a banana spider web. And it was on my face. And so, uh, yeah, it was just like, this is terrible. Uh, and so when I was wearing a mask, because we're playing paintball. So if you ever play paintball, you know, you, you want to wear some kind of padding, a mask, so, you know, you don't like, get so hurt. Um, but uh, anyway, so I have this mask on. This banana spider is like on my face. And so what do I do but turn my paintball gun around and just start shooting it? So I'm like shooting myself in the face with this paintball gun, screaming bloody murder running through the woods. Uh, so, yeah, so I think, you know, that's like probably where I started to have this issue with spiders. Uh, I also watched Arachnophobia as a kid, so that was probably a terrible idea. Um, so I think like both those two together, you know. But look, like now as an adult, I see a spider, I usually just kind of murder it you know um it's pretty much what i do uh but like i just went camping with my daughter uh and i think if i had a arachnophobia like i would be so petrified of this like idea that there is a spider in the woods and so i wouldn't do it right so i think because i'm able to do that i think like that's really kind of an easy way to examine like is this stopping you from doing something that you want to do and i think if it is then maybe that's the time to say, Hey, I need to get some help. So what do you think are next steps? Well, definitely it's, if you have the question, if you, if it creates some stress, discomfort for you, if it's interfered with your life in any way, then it's one understanding you're not alone. Yeah. There are countless number of anxieties and, and fears and phobias that are out there. So you are not alone. Everyone has something that gets them in the uncomfortable zone, but there's help for it. There's actually a whole lot of different techniques out there to help you work through it. So you can have a great quality of life and not have that thing hanging out in the back of your head of the what if. Exactly. And so this Halloween, as you start thinking about things that go bump in the night, or as you're out trick-or-treating and you might find something that resembles a fear of yours, know that that's okay and that you are not alone. Um, If you find that this fear is stopping you from doing things that you love or or desire to do, uh, we want to encourage you to reach out to friends and family, find a support group, um, or look for professional help near you. And with that, this is Crazy Simple. Uh, I am your co-host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. And I am Lori Van. And we'll see you next week.